Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. record right now but like i'm already over you that's the effect i have on most people i feel like (laughs) that's fair today was pajama day at school Uh which is just the best way to kind of like roll into winter break yeah sure i mean it was like a wednesday late start like we're basically doing nothing kids didn't need to be there but they were they just wanted an excuse to show off that they were wearing slippers to school and really like fucking sticking it to the man Mm -hmm. jokes on them all the teachers were wearing slippers too so like damn fuck off. (laughs) And so I was, I gave a quiz to my kids today and tried to buffer it by giving them all like personalized gifts that I made for them because I'm a teacher that (laughs) is extra. One of my kids was like, did you seriously do this? And I was like, yes. And I was like, are you surprised? And she's like, no, I just didn't realize you were this extra, Miss Johnson. I was like, all right, I'm going to go hide now. You Um, You just got read for filth. By a (laughs) 13-year-old. You thought thought that was bad. Here's the thing. So I told them (laughs) that afterwards we were going to watch an episode of TV that examines social class in a way that we just watched uh, or we just read a short story Uh that did so as well. So I I built it up to make it seem like it was really academic and important. And it was just one of the holiday episodes of Boy Meets World. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so... I told them, I was like, this is basically all I watched um, as a kid. And so one of my kids raised his hand and was like, so Miss Johnson, I don't understand. Is all you did as a kid just watched Boy Meets World and you read about Pony Boy and you played a Nintendo 64? And I was like, all right, class is canceled. Like, I need to go. All right, bucko. <laughs> all right, Jeremy. Think you're talking fuck to off. You. I want my gift back. I don't get paid enough for this <laughs> abuse happening in my classroom. I don't need you to just drag me in front of the class. They're like, I don't understand, Miss Johnson. What did you do for fun? Because I I told them before this, they were like, can we watch Home Alone? I was like, no, we're going to watch something about social class. And they were like, I don't understand, Miss Johnson. Why don't you ever do anything fun when you were little? And I was like, uh. <laughs> gotta go um so anyways that's the crisis i'm having today cody how the hell are you doing oh i don't know if i can top that but that was very good um i'm doing all right uh hold on sorry one moment sorry what was that oh no what is the segment that i hate already we're gonna get sued uh it's lee pace watch Oh no! Actually, just kidding. Okay, I love this. We did a full. I'll stop. We did a full one eighty. <laughs> no, please go. Please stop. No. Okay, I'm gonna stop talking. Please go. Go. All right. Uh, so I've been. I'm in like year end of the year mode. Um, so I'm sure. trying to do a lot of catch up of movies that I've missed. Um, and one of those movies, actually, I think it like recently came out, but it has a very limited distribution. Was it Twilight Breaking Down Part 2? No, it was not that. <laughs> you was it The Fall? No. It gave my favorite movie. You're going to list every Lee Pace movie. Was it no. Pushing Daisies? <laughs> oh, I wish. I really want to rewatch Pushing Daisies. Anyway. Uh, 
It, I'll pull up his IMDb no, page right no. now. I swear to John. <laughs> it's, it's better. Okay. It's better. It's better. It's okay. called The Party's Just Beginning. Written, oh. directed, and starring Karen Gillan. <gasps> yeah. And Lee Pace. Lee Pace didn't direct or write it. He's in it, though. It was great. But really, he was very... His accent was out. He had, like, full beard. And Lee Pace and Karen Gillan are so hot and so tall. And it just, like, makes me mad <laughs> looking at I'm, them. I'm blushing just thinking about this. Yeah. And so I don't know that I can listen to you talk about it more. <laughs> <laughs> Those two are... So my type, it hurts it's, okay, yeah, me. Okay, me, but on, like, all spectrums of the gender and, like, attraction. I'm like, yes, you too, specifically? Yes. Ooh, Ugh. this is a problem. Okay. That's basically it, because that was the only thing that was relevant about the film to this podcast. But Lee Pace can still get it. Six Ways to Oh, no, Sunday, I believe maybe. that. Ooh. Yeah, no, he's he's a snack, that's for sure. He's a um, buffet, excuse me. <laughs> I mean, also fair. So, yeah, no, that's great. I love Lee Pace. Yes. He's a beautiful child that I love the most, and everything that he's in is gorgeous and beautiful. Sometimes I forget that he was in The Hobbit, and also Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's a lot for me to remember. <laughs> why are you Why are you laughing? <laughs> what? What? While recording this podcast, <laughs> Allie just sent me two live images. <laughs> Of Lee Pace's IMDb page, one of which she's drawing little hearts on. What? What are you possibly talking about? I don't know. I don't know anything here's, of what you. Okay, speak. no. Here's the thing about about Allie that is very fun. <laughs> please to don't, <laughs> Cody. Please don't. No have to. You have to know. <laughs> Allie only. I'm a man on the move. Stop. Allie only takes live images. <laughs> I didn't know that, I forgot that live images were even a feature because they were so relevant to me and the people that I texted until I regularly texted Allie and noticed that she only sends live images of whatever it is, whatever it is. So you could always just see her take a picture of something and then scurry away in the photo. And it's the fucking funniest thing. I've ever, like, every single time I get a photo from Allie, I laugh so hard. <laughs> First of all, I'm a woman on the move. <laughs> You're also a hundred years old. <laughs> also that. <laughs> Second of all, I have shaky hands. <laughs> so I'm always live. And also, <laughs> I my life is a constant Instagram story, oh my okay? God. I don't know how to do Instagram stories, but my life is a constant Instagram story, and I'm always live, okay? <sighs> okay. Wow. That Lee Pace watch has me horny, and also my stomach hurts from laughing yeah, so hard. Yeah, yeah, as it should. I mean, fair. Here's the thing. We have some current events this week that... We don't really even have a choice but to talk about. Yeah, it's been a relevant news week for Twilight. (laughs) And that doesn't usually happen. Usually it's kind of up to us as a podcast to bring forth, um, like, clawing up to the surface to remind you all, like, hey, Twilight is still in the news. It is still here. It's still (laughs) popping. And then 
I don't know about Cody, but for me, I was kind of accosted over the past couple days of like, yeah. Twilight is here and it still exists. And I was like, no, I know. I do a podcast. I got I, it. Hey, you don't need to remind me, motherfucker. <laughs> I do this. Um, I was going to knife to her fucking <laughs> iPhone. I woke up and someone was punching me in the face about Twilight. And I was like, I don't need this. I do this every single day. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, the news that we are talking about is that this week, Twilight was voted as the worst movie of all time. (sighs) And this obviously got a lot of buzz about it. Yes. On kind of all sides of the spectrum, I would say. Um, In my personal circles, and what caught my attention about this, is people sharing it being like, well, it's not great. Yeah. But as we've kind of shared throughout the past two years throughout this podcast mm-hmm. is, are you hating on it because it's racist? Yeah. Um, and because it shows a lot of abuse in it? Or are you hating on it because teen girls like leaned into it at a time when they had YA. Yeah. Right? And so that was the kind of criticism that I was seeing on my timeline. How did you come across this on your timeline, Cody? Oh god, I don't think I really remember. Um Where were you when you saw it? I'm getting like 9-11 flashbacks. Um no Jesus. <laughs> Listen, I'm from New York, I can say that. Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know if this was the first time I saw it, but the most, like, memorable one was when I saw Lindsay Ellis retweet it and being like, Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> yep. Because that was very good. I, yeah, I saw basically a lot of pushback, um, from, like, the media kind of criticism side of it being like, yeah, like, technically and all these things, like, and for a lot of different reasons, for a lot of, like, criticism reasons and a lot of, like, historical and societal reasons, there are problems here. Uh, mm-hmm. but, like... It is in no way comparable to even, like, the worst movies of this year, you know? Like... Absolutely. It's just, like, so easy to shit on it. A, because it's... It was made to fulfill young teenage women's desires, and, like... And it also ended up being commercially successful because of that. Which was like, whoa, what? No, no, no. <laughs> what? Exactly. And it was directed by a woman, and, like, had a lot of women behind it, and all these things, or whatever... There are, like, very obvious flaws in it that we have, you know, shouted to the hill and back to. But, like... Yes. Uh, like, I would even say the Fifty Shades movies are worse than Twilight. Like... Oh, yeah. Like, e- not even just, like, like thematically, but also, like, technically. And, like, from so many angles. Ugh. It's like, I don't... I think this is just, like, a really easy hill to die on, and it's not really... The conversation there is not worth having, and it's just not actually bringing anything new to the table that is, like, in the realms of criticism. Right. Absolutely. So, one of the things to keep in mind is I, there are a lot of articles that picked up this news. Mm -hmm. That talked about it as it being voted as the worst movie of all time. And so, one of the things that I saw anyways is that it had been voted by a couple of places and gone up against several films. Oh boy, Um, I don't want to see this list. (laughs) The two lists that I saw referenced the most were votes that were taken by Ranker, 
um, and their site did a survey for them, for all of their, like, voters to vote on, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and then for a website called Riff Tracks to have all of their voters choose the worst movies of all time. Got it. And so that's where I'm guessing this information is coming from. It wasn't just, like, one person declared right, it. Right, I did it. <laughs> and... So this one by Ranker, right now, anyways, does not have Twilight listed as the worst movie of all time. Uh It has, um, it's ranked as the third with, don't know how to pronounce this actually, I think it's, is it Jiggly? I think so. With Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, and then, of course, uh, Cowbell Man himself in there as well. And then with number one being the 1997 Batman and Robin. Yeah. So that is currently Ranker's list Mm -hmm. on there of the top three. The one that I'm seeing where it's placed at number one is on Riff Tracks on there. Okay. With the top three being... Three is Catwoman with 22,000 votes. Rip. <laughs> the 1997 is Batman and Robin yeah. with almost 28,000 votes. And then with 35,000 votes is just the Twilight Saga. <laughs> just all of them. <laughs> just all of them. So, one, that's nothing because, like, that's a saga. Right. So, like, it's not even a movie. But I, I found this interesting because of what you said as well but also because most of the other movies on here mm-hmm. are not even from the same time period yeah i guess like there's things on here like the emoji movie mm-hmm. and justin bieber's movie yeah so i think it's a little bit different when you put all of these categories together i guess yeah um and also like you're going to say that the last airbender movie is better than the twilight oh. movies i beg to differ so anyways this definitely got a lot of feedback online yeah. not just within our circles but i would say overall i guess i do also follow a lot of i don't know social media critiques yeah, um sure. online um and also a lot of folks within the ya communities But I think that it's important to understand that, as a lot of folks mentioned, this is not something new, but I think we've said this on the podcast too, that hating things just because they're made specifically for this YA audience is not like a personality trait. Yeah. Like, it's not cool. Um, It may have been thought of as, like, quirky before. Right. But I wouldn't say that it's... It's nuanced at any point now. No. Um, as someone who directly works uh, within the YA like age range now yeah, and yeah. consumes a lot of this content, like it's there's a lot of good shit there. And so if you're hating on it just for the sake of like it's not quote unquote adult, then you're missing out on what's influencing the most important generation, which is the ones that are upcoming. Yeah. Um, so. Yikes, on your part, I guess. Can't Um, relate. (laughs) Yeah, I can't. I can't relate if you're not respecting the upcoming generations, I guess. Um, I I want to touch on this Lionsgate news because it's so important to me personally. 
it's just, um, I think there's been a lot of buzz over the past couple years of, I guess, are they studios? Are they production companies? What are they? Um, Technically. I think it's a studio. Lionsgate? Studio. Um, Of these, like, studios either expanding their current amusement parks or building them if they don't have them already. Mm. And so, oh, good old Lionsgate um, is opening up the Lionsgate Entertainment World in China, opening up officially this coming year. And I think I was, I guess I wasn't surprised. I just was unaware of how much Lionsgate owned. Yeah. Because it's going to be huge, an indoor space that has a ton of experiences, including, but not limited to, um, franchises for the Twilight Saga, the Hunger Games, the Divergent series, um, and also the most important, I think, of all of these is Now You See Me. Great. Which, (laughs) um, Watch these two dudes do magic and also crime. (laughs) And also crime. Magic crime, my favorite. I think what, so they mentioned a couple of things here. It's this is a very small article. I would say it's a blurb, if almost anything. Yeah. Um, and it mentions that it will have like thirty attractions. The one that they mentioned for the Twilight Saga is just called Midnight Ride. <laughs> what does that mean? Because <laughs> everything else, like the Hunger Games, has the Mockingjay flight, which okay, sure, relevant. Got yep. it. The Divergent series has the Fear Simulator, which connects mm-hmm. there. Sure. Um, and they'll have, like, dining outlets, like Pita's Bakery, sure, um, the Capital Club, which is terrifying, um, <laughs> but what is a midnight ride? Hear me <laughs> is out. Is it on- This is Please? Stephanie giving us Midnight Sun. <laughs> you can only get the full text of Midnight Sun through this, like, theme park ride. Then I'm booking my flight right now. <laughs> like, I'm- I'm leaving right now. Are you fucking kidding me? That would be such a fucking badass move. Could you imagine? That would be the ultimate power move. Yeah. You had to go on this fucking, like, geocaching trip. Right. To find it. <laughs> you have, like, those oh um, those audio tours that you get in museums. <laughs> they just, like, read oh the audiobook God. while you're in this, like, experience. For real. That would be awful, but definitely not beyond her yes I would say yeah um the last thing that I want to touch on on this before I leave because it's leave <laughs> yeah where before are you I going? just stop <laughs> I'm on the move um I guess I'll just hold the solo for the rest like um, 30 minutes um is I want to touch on your response to these kind of sketches that they've provided here oh boy what do you mean? because <laughs> because when i first showed cody this article the response that you gave to these photos on this bloop article were priceless and so i just want to share in your own words what is happening in these photos <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i <laughs> okay just close your eyes imagine the scene if you will uh, hey, whatever you're doing, close your eyes. <laughs> Unless you're driving, don't do that. Um, but if you hey, no, Cody said it. No, close your no, eyes. no, 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 no. <laughs> We're not responsible for anything here, but close your eyes. Oh my god! <laughs> just you, just need your inner eye right now. That's all. It'll guide you. Um, so there's a 
roller coaster trolley? What are those things called? <laughs> nope, that's exactly right. <laughs> the trolley. That's exactly the right. The trolley. <laughs> um, and it is part bug, I guess. There's like a beetle in the front <laughs> that's gold and gigantic. And there's some kids that are wilding the fuck out in the front, having a great time. Meanwhile, they're basically in what looks like hell. <laughs> Where there's, these two, there's like, like, um, what are they called? Um, I mean, they look like insect gargoyles. Yeah, they're insect gargoyles, but the wings look like feathers, kind of. And hey, listeners, hey, 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 I know it sounds like we're high right now. <laughs> the artist was when they made this. This looks like some Dante's Inferno. There's bullshit. also, like, uh, cement, like, columns being broken behind them. Like, I don't understand mm-hmm. anything that's happening. All I know, and if this is all you got from what Cody just said, too, you're exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it's a roller coaster furry trolley <laughs> in hell. Yeah. And that's what Lionsgate is bringing to you in China in the upcoming year. Yeah. So get hype. Buy your tickets now. Yep. This is not sponsored. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is sponsored, though? Um, it's not, but what is, um, it's not, but what is, is this article by Rob Report, which mentions, mentions 15 hotels from our favorite movies. And they, they know our favorite movies, so. Of course. Don't even try to pretend. No, no, no. Um, one of them that it mentions is the Fairmont Hotel Vancouver. The reason why it mentions this is that the Fairmont Hotel Vancouver pretends to be the Heathman Hotel um, here in Portland. Here? I don't live in Portland anymore. Um, in Portland. <laughs> the ghost of Alan lives there. <laughs> yes. Um, my, yes. Um, in Fifty Shades of Grey. So they filmed this in Vancouver, pretending that they were in Portland there. And so one of the things that I wanted to mention with this is that it's apparently been in a lot of other films and TV shows as things in Vancouver ought to do. But the thing that was most important to me about this is that the Fairmont Hotel Vancouver offers Fifty Shades themed packages that include, quote, a stay in the same suite Christian Grey was in, plus extras such as a designer eye mask, capital C champagne, (laughs) (laughs) whatever, take that however you wish. And a private shopping experience at a high-end lingerie boutique. Ooh. So, mm. I like to think that the champagne is not in reference to the beverage, but of the city in France. <laughs> they just, you yes. now are a, a part owner of that territory. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so I just thought that that was a fun little tidbit yeah. to have and to know that if you ever want to go to Vancouver, BC, stop by the Fairmont Hotel and you can be in your own little Christian Grey adventure there. Oh boy. Yes. What you've always dreamed of. Right. I know that you all have wanted it so much there. Um, we did receive a question on here. Yeah. Would you like to ask it? Sure. Uh, this question says, How do you guys feel about making it to episode 100? And if you had any character from Twilight or Fifty Shades on, who would it be and why? Ooh. 
This is a doozy. Well, first of all, first question. I feel like I'm 7,000 years old. Oh. But that's just like... Like in dog or (laughs) human years? (laughs) In dog, wouldn't that be like extremely old? Or is that the opposite? How do dog years work? I don't... (laughs) Hey, (laughs) let's pause everything. Yeah. And figure this out. Right, let's just let's do that. all our time. Um, also, this is a fun fact for you that is tangential to what you're talking about. Sure. Um, in case you were curious, Pig Latin, still big with middle schoolers. You know what? That's cool. At least that's something that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's kept going. I don't know how they learn it and pass it on, because I don't remember how I learned no, it. No, I don't think anyone um, knows. The, that memory just gets deleted. <laughs> Also, the um, the Superman S. Yeah, still still, still cool, cool, yep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, if you woke up tomorrow and were put into a middle school, you'd be just fine. Yeah, sure. I think we'd all be just fine. We'd make our way, you know. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that's just good to know. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I do feel very old. Yeah, and. Um, I would say while we were reading Twilight, I felt wiser, um, but not knowing what we're reading every week makes me feel um, out of control. Sure, sure, sure. And I don't like that. Um, <laughs> do you know who you would bring onto the pod oh, from one of these universes? God, this is a very good question. It is. I, I, it I'm going to pick one from each, if that's cool. Please do. I'm going to pick Charlie. <gasps> Because, like, I mean, we wouldn't get anything done. We would just be like, we love you. <laughs> Charlie, what is your skincare like? But, yeah, but I think we could also have some good, like, sentimental dad moments, you know, that and that, that get to an emotional man core that we need in this podcast sometimes. It would be a good Charlie, energy. Charlie, how does one fish? <laughs> right. <laughs> how are the, the... How's the game doing? <laughs> how... What is... How game. Yeah. Okay. How game. And from Fifty Shades, obviously, Catherine Gavin. Obviously. Obviously. Oh my god. Without a doubt. Here's the fucked up thing. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know why, but this week's reading, definitely wasn't reading it today. Yeah. This week's reading. <laughs> um, I kept reading her name as Catherine DeBerg from Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> I was like... Catherine de Berg. And I was like, what? Why? <laughs> That's not who she is. Those are two very different people. Absolutely. Okay. Holy shit. Um, Twilight. I know it would make for bad audio. <laughs> but I just, because I know that he would not want to be on a podcast. He would not, he probably listens to them, but he would not feel competent on one. Mm-hmm. But it would have to be Carlisle, right? Oh my god, yeah. Like, he's an amazing, has great bedside manner, fantastic in person. Sure. You put that that sweet daddy (laughs) Malfoy in front of a microphone and he clams up. Yeah, he's a clam, for sure. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. But, if Charlie's also there, Mm -hmm. this hybrid pod. Oh my god. Stop. I'm blushing. (laughs) Um... I'm, I'm just so thinking about these boys kissing and <laughs> I just oh, wanted to kiss so bad. Um, okay, <laughs> now that's then, ASMR. <laughs> Carlisle and Charlie Swan kiss for thirty minutes. <laughs> that's just our podcast. Yeah, um, <laughs> I feel like that. 
That's the most amount of downloads we ever get. Yeah. Fuck you all. I know that's exactly what would happen. You kinky um, fucks. <laughs> you sick motherfuckers. I know exactly what you all like. No, we're never giving want. it to you. Yeah. We're keeping it for ourselves. Is um, this what Stephanie feels like? <laughs> yes. This is exactly what she's doing. Um... Oh my god, also, I forgot to mention this at the top of the pod. This is coming out on her birthday. What the fuck? Oh my god, happy birthday. I'm never telling you happy birthday, Stephanie. I mean, no, fuck you for, like, a lot of things, but... I mean, happy birthday, I guess. For real, though? Yeah. Happy birthday. But give me Midnight Sun. (laughs) What the fuck? Hey, for real, though? We love threatening the people who make the things we talk about on this podcast. Stephanie, for real, though. (laughs) For real, though. Happy birthday? But give me a minute to... How? Stephanie. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just angry and I needed to control myself. <laughs> Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. If anyone else is listening that named Stephanie and your birthday is coming out... A very what? specific... If your birthday... <laughs> hey, if your name is Stephanie and your birthday is today, happy birthday. <laughs> but to real Stephanie, the OG Stephanie, hey, happy birthday. But for real, though, give me a minute son. Please. Please? It's not gonna happen. <laughs> Who would you invite from Fifty Shades? Um, I want... Oh, God. Cody. I want Taylor really bad. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I just want to... I want to know how many times he's had to deal with Christian farting. Yeah. I th- like, yeah. how many embarrassing things has he had to deal with that he can't say? Like, I want him to deal the real dirt. I think he would spill the tea. For sure. I feel like he would, too. Because, like, in front of... And I want to know I was going to say Bella. In front of Anna (laughs) and in front of Christian, he's, like, you know, a little reserved or quiet or whatever. But, like, get that boy a little drink. Get that boy just, like, no obligations to protect anyone or deal with Mm -hmm. anyone's bullshit for an hour. It's fucking go time. That's what I'm saying. Let's do it. You put on some Real Housewives of... Whatever the fuck. Yeah. And that's his favorite that boy... season. <laughs> exactly. Um, and you get that boy uh strawberry daiquiri. Ooh. Somehow relevant for this week's episodes. <sighs> what? Chapters? What? Um, and I'm telling you, he'll spill all the secrets. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Hi, do you want to talk about chapters thirteen and fourteen with me? Yeah, I guess. Do you want to talk about the most boring chapters we've ever read? That is so boring. <laughs> We went from the worst to the boringest. Like, we were... I didn't think the, that was possible. We were in the middle of, like, espionage, and things yep. were maybe happening, and it was drama. It was all bad, but it was, like, yep. something, you know? This, which also was given, was framed as, like, we're gonna have a great vacation, and it's gonna be a little break, and we're gonna have fun. But, like, it's so boring, and it's about, like, people that we don't care about, and also that E.L. James has not made us care about in the three books, and is now making us care about them, because she does, doesn't want to write about Christian and Anna for, like, five more seconds. So here's the real shit, right? Cody's exactly right. It's the exact opposite problem that we had in Twilight. For real, though. Because in the Twilight Saga... We got so worn out with Bella and Edward. Like, they were absolutely shoved down our throat that any reprieve that we could have gotten with any of the other side characters would have been an absolute joy. Yeah. And did Stephanie give it to us? Absolutely not. No. (laughs) And so here, E.L. James has the opportunity to give us that 
with some of these side characters who, to be fair, are not interesting at all compared to Stephanie's side characters. But it would have been some of a reprieve. However, she has not set them up at all throughout these three books because unlike Bella's, who, to be fair, happened within the span of, like, two... I think, what did we say? Like, almost two years or whatever? Not that much time. But this has happened within, like, uh, six months total, I think. Yeah, for sure. So, no time at all. We know nothing about them. And so, to suddenly be like, hey, we're going to take a soap opera side cut here to talk about the drama between this couple you don't know. And have no investment in or care about if they succeed or fails in a relationship. Yeah, it feels like someone else took over the writing on this week while E.L. James went on her own vacation. (sighs) So, chapter 13. We start off in Aspen, which is where we... the, The... group was going to yeah. when chapter 12 ended. They all get into a minivan, um, which feels very out of character for this whole group of people. And Christian Grey sees it and then immediately wants to get, like, fucked in it. He is super horny about this minivan. Um, it feels odd. During this process of driving to the home, E.L. James attempts to describe Aspen and does so in the way that you would had you only seen Aspen through Google Earth, which it seems like she has. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, it's green, and there's clouds, and mountains. And that's it. That's all she says. Yeah. Um, and the only reason it seems that she's chosen it is because she knows by cultural osmosis that this is where rich people hang out. And so it seems fitting for Christian Grey. So they go to this house, Um And Anna, throughout this whole situation, seems uncomfortable with Christian. She's, like, unseasonably shy with him today for no reason. Yeah. Um, Pretending to be, like, uncomfortable with his wealth, I guess. And there's also this, like, random drama that seems to be happening where they get to the house and all of a sudden she's like, does Kate know that Gia helped make this house and Elliot was involved with it? And I don't remember reading anything about that last week. Do you? No. Okay. So that just came out of nowhere. Essentially. I thought, you know, James was, <laughs> was Gia... I'm, I am I have, like, white people named blindness. I, was, Gia, was Gia the one that uh, was, like, trying to flirt with Christian and Anna yes. was like, no, fuck you. Yes. And so when she did that, those plans were for remodeling the Aspen house and not their house that they wanted to buy the other one? Incorrect. Okay, or was they it... They were for... It was for They that were place. for the one in Seattle. Okay, that's what I thought. So this was, so like, totally different. This was totally different. Yep. And this just... Yeah. yeah. Okay, so now I'm very confused. <laughs> yeah, so apparently this information came out of the woodwork. Yeah. <laughs> she's looking at this house, and E.L. James slips this knowledge in as if it came up on the flight. But did not make that clear to the audience at all. And so it's very confusing. Get to the house. Anna's like, cool, looks like a rich people's house. Um, Christian is anxious to show her. Uh, Anna's like, cool, they're staff. Not really surprised. Um, Christian carries her over the threshold because he's gross. (sighs) Um, And extra. (laughs) And I think one of the things that 
she wants to talk to him about is during this tour of the place, she keeps trying to bring up Gia and like being like, she remodeled this place, right? And Kristen's like, will you just look at how much money I spend on this house and how cool it is? Um, whereas Anna just wants to keep talking about the fling that Elliot had with Gia. Yeah. And it doesn't really seem to fit her at all. During this conversation, Christian and Anna start being gross and are all like, Christian's like, um, well, you see, I had this house because even though I have my New York place for business and my Seattle place for fucking, um, I got this place because I wanted to wait for you. And Anna's all like awestruck by that or whatever. Um, and they do the whole, the whole thing of like, you're worth waiting for. I'm glad you waited. These things like that. Do you remember the part where Anna's like, Christian, quote, you are the state lottery, the cure for cancer, <sighs> and the three wishes from Aladdin's lamp all rolled into one? I repressed it so far into my... Mm. Sure, sure. It's horrible. What? Could you... <laughs> It's one of the highlights from this book. <laughs> no. <laughs> Could you please take a gander at how many people have highlighted this sentence? Was it more than the last one that we talked about? I don't remember. That was like 4,000? Um, no, it is less than Okay, that. thank God. <laughs> is it like 2,000? It is around there. You are warm. Is it 2,500? <laughs> All right, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... Wow, I'm a fucking genius. Uh, It's 2,584 highlights. Wow, what's it like having the smartest co-host in podcast history? It's exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) And a little infuriating. Yeah, I get that a lot. (laughs) It also feels like you're cheating. How would I be cheating? I don't know. But yes, so... These, this happens, the rain starts, which seems to be a massive bummer for everyone involved. Mm. So Mia decides that the only possible solution is is to divide up girls and boys and so that girls can go shopping and boys can, quote, do outdoor boring stuff. Great. Great. Super good. What this leads to is them going to this clothing store that is belting Aretha Franklin. So much so that Anna's like, oh, I should probably add this to Christian's iPod. Which, keep in mind, at this point we know only has Britney Spears' (laughs) Toxic remix on it. The only song. The only song that he ever (laughs) listens to. And the goal seems to be that Anna is buying an outfit to go clubbing in tonight, which, you know, when I think of Anna Steele. Yeah, that's a girl who loves clubbing. (laughs) Also, when I think of Christian Grey, don't think of clubbing. clubbing. I don't think of clubbing. Nope, me either. As she's waiting for the other girls to finish trying on clothes, she sees Elliot go into town. Suddenly Gia's there and... He kisses her on the cheek, and all this drama ensues, um, and she's, like, freaking out. She isn't sure where to, whether to tell Kate or not. Uh-huh. Anyway, all this, like, random bullshit that would matter if we cared about these characters at all. But we don't! <laughs> but we don't. She gets this outfit. 
they go back to the house. They're talking, Anna and Kate are talking, and Kate's like, I know I don't care about anybody, but I care about Elliot, which is a problem, which I'm saying, Kate, hey, I relate. (laughs) (laughs) So Anna decides, like, eh, I probably won't tell her about this thing then. I'll just stay out of it. That seems like a good way to go. Sure. Um, and they're just, like, having drinks in the afternoon and just, like, you know, girl talk. During all this, the guys end up coming home and, like, bullshit. Like, nothing happens. Except for the fact that Christian went out to go fish with all these guys, didn't catch anything, and, like, pouts about it when he tells Anna, which I thought was hilarious. He's also kept, apparently, he had, like, kept the coveralls that he had bought from her at the hardware store she had worked at, which seems like an odd pull. Right. To We're a little still removed keep... from that at this point. <laughs> yes, exactly. Anyways, they hang out, they do the sex thing, and then eventually the evening comes for them to go out for dinner. This is the part where Anna gets all dressed up in her fancy dress and her fancy shoes and her fancy jewelry. And she texts a picture to Christian where she says she's getting his opinion on it. She texts him a picture with the subject line, does my butt look big in this? And it's like, Anna, we know what you're doing. Come on. Please. Listen, live a little. We, we get it. Okay. We hear Um, from your fucking inner goddess every five seconds. You can't just be like, I'm just going to like feel myself a little bit. Like for me. Not for anyone else. Yep, exactly. And admit it. Um, the thing that I thought was gross about, I mean, there's so many things. Yeah. But the thing the that was gross about this is Anna keeps asking him, like, so do you approve about this? Like, is this good? And eventually Christian's like, well, no, I don't. But I'm not going to stop you from wearing it. Just don't bend over because it's really short. And then he does this thing. <laughs> Yeah, and then he just, like, fucking touches her a lot. Like, he gets in there, folks. (laughs) While they're, like, having a conversation about this. And he's like, yeah, real quick, uh... How's your cervix? How's your... Let me just, like, inspect your cervix real quick. Just so you know, this shit's mine, motherfucker. (laughs) It's like, whoa, hey, dude, whoa. (laughs) Can we back the fuck off for, like, a second? She was just, like, feeling herself and wanted to show you and, like, show yeah, herself Yeah, she was off. being a little flirty and you were like, excuse me, no one can even look at you. Not even you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Especially you. Close your eyes. <laughs> he just, like, stands in front of the mirror and, like, puts his hands up and is like, no. <laughs> like, that's better. <laughs> Absolutely not. So they go to this fancy restaurant. Anna is having a good time having some champagne live in her truth yeah mia is insistent on going to the club (laughs) and anna is noticing that ethan and kate still seem to be doing weird shit like or not ethan fuck that's her brother (laughs) jesus why would she go on this trip with her brother (laughs) why is that not awkward for anyone Anyways, so Elliot, anyways, seems, like, nervous, and I guess he's, like, la- like someone says a joke, and instead of laughing, he just, like, screams, which, I mean, same, but Jesus. Yeah, um, you know. And so eventually, all of a sudden, I guess, so like, the waiter comes by and is like, 
hey, how are your drinks doing? And then instead of responding, he just, like, gets down on one knee. Cool, 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 cool. (laughs) It's just super, super chill response to a normal question. And it's not for the waiter. It's for Kate. And so that's where the chapter ends for chapter 13. It's him proposing to Kate all of a sudden out of really just nowhere. Yeah. And again, we know nothing about these two in general, but also their relationship. Yes. So chapter 14 starts and keep in mind this is a public proposal. Yes. In the middle of a restaurant. I don't we don't know when these floors were cleaned last, but he's just on them on these floors. Yeah. So eventually Kate says yes. They've known each other uh, a little less than Anna and Christian have, so keep that in mind. Have y'all learned nothing? Apparently, absolutely nothing. No. But remember, Cody, they did go on that really fancy vacation to start their relationship. So... That's true. They were gone for a calendar year, basically. <laughs> they were gone yeah. for an eternity. Just, like, fucking in the Barbados or whatever. <laughs> yeah, time works differently there. So. Yeah, they were on island time, so I get it. Yep. Yeah, alright. Yeah. Alright, I'll give them a So pass. that's fair. Alright. Christian orders, like, so much crystal for the whole table. She's an absorbent amount of crystal. Just so much. He's Someone's like, like uh, Elliot, I don't remember who's, which dudes are here. <laughs> Elliot's like, can I have a beer? And he's like, yeah, crystal for everyone. Everyone gets a fucking fancy <laughs> ass champagne. I know you just got engaged, but I choose the drinks. It's me. Let me buy <laughs> you champagne. <laughs> Anyways, everyone is celebrating the fancy couple, and then they head out to the clue. We find out that they're going, obviously, to the most exclusive night clue in Aspen, um, where Christian doesn't have to wait in line, because does he literally ever wait in any lines, ever? Um, Can I please get a scene of him in a DMV? That's all I ask. Yes. It's just him being like... All I can imagine is him, like, in, uh, in, like, the proposal, just being completely unaccustomed to waiting in lines ever. <laughs> Anyways, so they go to the clue. They're sitting in fancy tables like those in the clue do. Yeah. <laughs> Every and... time you say the clue. <laughs> what? That's the cl- it's the clue. <laughs> yeah. You ever been to the clue? <laughs> Have you? I, I frequent the clue. Do you not? No, I, yeah. You are very well versed in the clue, I'm aware. Obviously. I, my, like, oh, Allie, she just can't stop going to the club. I'll just stay Every in. Every night. Day out. Yep. <laughs> it's the only thing I learned from the hills is that when you're in your 20s, <laughs> you go to the club. That's true. That's true. What I love about this scene the most is how much Mia loves to Vogue and is trying to get so many people to Vogue during this situation. Yeah. So, like, Kate is in the middle of trying to tell everyone, like, about her ring and the story, which just happened, like, five minutes ago. Eventually, Mia gets Anna onto the dance floor. How she gets there? Great question, listener. I'm so glad that you asked. Um, she convinces her to get onto the dance floor after saying that she needs to burn some calories from eating chocolate mousse. It'd be uh, like that sometimes. <laughs> you know, mousse. <laughs> the thing that's filled with so much calories. Right, just full of them. Please know that before she got onto the dance floor, Christian forced her to drink, like, two glasses of water. Now, I don't like Christian forcing Anna to do anything ever. <laughs> yeah. Um in this moment it 
it came off more forceful than it needed to rather than him being like, hey, I noticed that today you haven't had a lot of water and I know that you might be dehydrated tomorrow. Yeah. That's all he needed to say, but instead he came off as an asshole. Yeah. So he is being an asshole. She gets onto the dance floor. What's new? You know? Um, so Anna is living her truth on the dance floor, thinking about literary figures of the past. Being like, oh, Jane Austen, she didn't have great music to move to. Thomas Hardy, wow, he'd have felt guilty as sin if he wasn't dancing around with his wife. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening in this woman's head? Um, And then she's like thanking Christian in her head of like, wow, I'm so glad that he made me feel so confident and sexy. He's really the one that did this. Like, I'm so glad that he's the one that really got me up on the dance floor right now. Instead of, you know, her. Um, (laughs) then all of a sudden Christian comes up and starts dancing with her. And she's like, oh yeah, I was just thinking about this man. So glad that he is now here. So she starts smiling and dancing with him only to realize that this man has hairy arms and Christian is a robot who does not have hair on his arms and instead just has metal jolts and bolts. And so she freaks out and sees what she calls the blonde giant who does not let go of her. And so her instant reaction is to slap at him. I mean, go off, I guess. Yeah. I (laughs) mean, fair. Like, your boundaries have been disrespected, so do what you need to do, I guess. And she does it, I guess, like, without even really realizing it. And then Christian is there, all of a sudden, just, like, freaking out. Please know that during this whole scene, apparently the song that was playing was, quote, you know, this song, um, Sexy Bitch. Cool, 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 cool. Really good. You know, the, the huge hit of 2013. Not Justin Timberlake, Sexy Back. No, the explicit remix, Sexy Bitch. (sighs) Um, anyways, she thinks about why she hit him, and then she was because she knew that Christian would be mad. All the good, good stuff. Um, eventually, she... And Christian leave. Christian realizes how drunk Anna is and tired. Um, It's mainly the exhaustion, he thinks, because of the altitude, um, but also because she's a lightweight and has had multiple drinks throughout this evening. One of the things that I found most notable near the end of the chapter is when he has her sit down in the bathroom and takes off her eye makeup. And he's like grinning and giddy because he's like oh yeah this is my wife this is what I prefer on you finally I found her (laughs) and only because she was wearing like black eyeliner it seemed like and like a red lip very obviously not her face I don't know it just seemed kind of gross he like wants to stay in the bathroom to watch her pee and she's like, um, actually I have boundaries. And then he demands that he leave to let her sleep because he knows that if he stays, she will want to stay awake with him, which I seem like the one nice thing he's done all day, which is help prioritize her sleep. Yeah. And then she ends the day and the chapter by flashing back on everything that we have just read. And that is chapters 13 and 14. It's over. (laughs) Next week, 
And I'm sur I don't know if you knew, um, but after 14 comes 15 and 16. <laughs> so, yeah. That is what we will be reading next week. I think that it would be fantastic to do a reductress title for our fantastic patron this week. Would you like to find a reductress title? Yes. Hold okay. on. This is very important. Okay. So our fantastic patron that we'd love to shout out um, this week is Katie Weber. Boo, 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 boo. Um, this is a fantastic opportunity, especially going into the new year, to think about looking at all of your patronages. Oh, um, yeah. And one, make sure, obviously, that you can afford what you need to, first and foremost, for always. Yes. Yeah. Um, but this is always a good time, just like, as we mentioned forever and always that the $1 patronages more than ever mean the most to us. They're the ones that we can trust the most. And as we're trying to transcribe all of our podcasts, that is always a really good sustainable way to help support us (laughs) on there. All right. Do you have one? Okay. What is Katie Weber? Katie Weber, who's going to be, wow, this woman isn't one to post selfies, but this is very important. Oh my god. Same. <laughs> Me. You every day on your Instagram. Get out of here. <laughs> Listen, it's fine. It's fine. That's very good. Thank you. I love it. Thank you, Katie. Thank you. So, I would love to bring you the fan fiction I have today, which is one I found for you. And when this comes out, today will be Christmas Eve, and... I celebrate Christmas, so I thought I would bring you a little Twilight Christmas fanfiction today. Great. I love that. This was published on the winter solstice of 2016. It is called Christmas Liaisons, and it was written by Lolo... Lolo... Lolo84. And the summary goes a little like this. Tis the season to be jolly, to give and to appreciate. To spend time with family and all that jazz. Not to wind up in bed with my ex-husband, which is exactly what I did. All because of a not-so-simple wish from our youngest daughter. Ella, what? Nope. Edward and Bella. (laughs) Romance slash family slash friendship. And there are, since I know you were so curious, um, 12,000 words on this. Great. Um, I'm going to read all 12,000 for you right now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> up. Um, I, this is my Christmas gift to you. Okay. <laughs> this is an audio book. Uh, <laughs> read okay. by Allie. Oh, God. Just me just fucking messing up the whole time. Okay. This is from chapter two. Which brings me to why I'm here. I sat up a little straighter, trying to exude confidence in my request. I want to give this to her. To them. I want to spend Christmas together. The silence that followed was excruciating and, quite frankly, unexpected. Bella, I know it's technically your year to have them for Christmas, so I don't want to ruin that, but... Bella, I don't know that this is such a good idea, he interrupted sternly. The air whooshed out of me. It dawned on me I hadn't expected him to say no, and I felt a disappointment and frustration I hadn't prepared for. Why not? I protested. I don't want anyone getting the wrong idea. He folded the letter, but didn't push it back toward me. Tanya can come too, I cringed, instantly wanting to backtrack. I didn't want her to be a part of this, but I guess in a way I had to get used to it now. 
Tanya, he sputtered, she has nothing to do with this. I'm just saying, all Irina wants for us is to spend the holidays together as a family, and you're acting like it's a big deal. Why? Because your girlfriend might get the wrong idea? Me and Tanya broke up over two months ago. Confused, I looked around the room, that reflex action of wondering if anyone else had heard that. But she was just at my house a couple weeks ago, picking up our children. I was having car trouble, and no one else, including you, was answering the phone. It didn't matter how my kids got to me as long as they did. I don't know, he shrugged. I figured the girls would have told you. You should have told me. Why? Why? I swear it was like explaining common sense to a five-year-old sometimes. Because, Edward, it's important for me to know who is and isn't around my kids. That's up to you to tell me, not them. End scene. Wow. The drama on Christmas. It is tense. (laughs) And I don't want to spoil things for you, but just like the summary said, they do fuck. Did you read all 12,000 words? No, Jesus Christ. Okay. I just looked down to the next paragraph. Okay, well, damn. He, she went to go leave, and he, like, grabbed her ass, and then things, like, escalated very quickly. Yeah, Sorry, Lowell. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Great. I mean, you know, like, you know, it'd be like that sometimes. So, you know, as we say in Seattle. <laughs> Get bit. You know, touch people's asses and get whipped. Consensually, though. Kids Consen- always. Hey. Always. Hey. Hey. Consensually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Host 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and Krausfilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at KB underscore underscore Smith on Twitter. You can find Allie on Twitter at Into Wild Places, and you can find me at Dyke Discourse. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.